Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the MCC. And today we welcome back Dr. Kwanu Kapitaris. It's been uh, many months since we last spoke, so really pleased to have him on to discuss a lot of today's issues and also progress from our last chat. So um, without further ado, Dr. Kwan, uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Zahi, and uh, thank you to all of your listeners for um, uh, for supporting your show, and uh, thank you for having me back. Well, it's, it's, it's awesome to have you back. So I'm really keen to ask you, from, from the last time we talked, uh, the big topic back then was the anti-religious uh, religion uh, bill that they were trying to pass. What's What's been happening since? And Okay, yes, yeah, so it was probably, um, okay, well, a lot's happened since um, uh, since then, and uh, 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 I, I guess it's probably good to go um, uh, to give your listeners an update uh, or your viewers an update, uh, uh, you know, state by state, because um, uh, effectively this is a, because we have um, a two-tiered system in Australia, we have federal laws and state laws. Yes. And what and what a lot of people don't realise is that um, uh, a, a lot of the action is at the state level. Okay. Um, uh, and so uh, even though there was a lot of, um, uh, you know, re religious freedom was a sleeper issue at the 2019 federal election around free speech and the Israel Falau phenomenon, mm -hmm. um, uh, and the federal government then promised to give a, you know, religious discrimination bill at the federal level. Um, you know, a lot of people were questioning, well, so what will that actually give us? Mm. And, and I was one of them. I was a little bit cynical as to how much we would actually get from that bill because much of the, uh, uh, the activity, as I said, happens at the state level. Um, uh, and, uh, um, and, and one of the things about this federal bill was it wasn't going to override state law in general. There were a couple of sections where it was going to, override parts of the laws of certain states, but it wasn't like a cover the field, um, uh, you know, we will, we will get a, uh, you know, that, that this bill would change your rights if you lived in New South Wales or your rights if you lived in Victoria. Mm. Okay, so it wasn't that kind of law. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that, that debate really didn't go very far because, um, uh, you know, they, uh, unfortunately what I, and, and this, this is just my views, um, uh, it's like you're, you're trying to give, if, if, you, if one person wants black and the other person wants white, neither is going to be satisfied with grey, right? Um, and so uh, many people saw this religious discrimination bill as just the unfinished business of the same-sex marriage uh, debate. Right. Because in the same-sex marriage debate, they tried to pass amendments to the legislation to protect religious freedom and protect people's rights to object uh, uh, and to hold tradi to a traditional view of marriage on religious grounds, all of those amendments were defeated, right? Mm. Were voted down. And then we got the Ruddock report. And so it was basically kicking the can down the road. Yes. Okay. So many people uh, were, were of the view, well, okay, well, you've given same-sex couples these rights. We want our rights now, right? And unfortunately, they're not really mutually exclusive. They're not really mutually compatible because if your religious views lead you to conclude, and if your scriptures say that marriage is only between a man and a woman, you really can't then agree with same-sex marriage. I mean, you can allow to same-sex couples to marry because the law allows them to do that, but yep. you can't agree with it yourself. That, 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 that's the point. Yep. And, and, and so then if you're going to then articulate your, you know, um, I mean, the way I put it to people, is that uh, um, you know my scriptures 
Leviticus 18.22 says, a man shall not lie with a man as with a woman. It is an abomination. It actually uses that word. So if I were going to describe same-sex marriage according to my scriptures, and it's not just my scriptures, it's the scriptures of the, of the Jew, the Christian, and the Muslim, because they review the Torah, right? Yeah. So um, I, I would say that, well, according to my scriptures, it's an abomination. Now, people say that's a bad word. Well, that's what, my, that's what the scripture says. I didn't say it. I didn't write it. Okay. It's what the scripture says. Yeah. So do I have the right to say that and not be dragged before a tribunal? That's, that's the, you know, the, uh, the fundamental question. So what the federal government tried to do, um, see, and I don't mean to labour a point here, but, but I want your, list, your, your, your viewers to understand what I think equality is. Equality, true equality, is I accept the same-sex couple's right to marry, even though I don't agree with it, but I accept you're not, you're not going to see me you know, standing on the street corner saying repeal the law. In the same way, they need to accept my right to quote my scriptures about it, even if they don't agree with it. That's equality. That's fairness. Yeah. Right? Uh, um, so, unfortunately... It wasn't clear whether the, the the federal bill would give us that, and so it didn't really get the, the the degree of traction that the federal government thought it would get. As a matter of fact, the first exposure draft got a lot of opposition, which forced the government back to doing a second draft. Um, and then they were doing a consultation process on that, and we were supposed to uh, then get uh, um, uh, a final bill that would be go before cabinet. Unfortunately, that's when the pandemic hit. That was about around March of last year. And it's been on the back burner ever since. Yeah, understandably, right. Because obviously the federal government had bigger issues to deal with. All right. Yeah. Uh, backdrop of that was the, um, the bill at the, at the New South Wales state level uh, put forth by Mark Latham. Yes. Uh, all right. And, and that's probably the one we talked about last time. Yes. Uh, and uh, that bill uh, has uh, had the... Um, uh, submissions come in, all right. Um, it had uh, its survey. Something like uh, 20,000 people responded to the survey. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, roughly, don't quote me, but, but nearly 70% of the people who responded either supported the bill or supported with amendments. Okay, so you're looking now nearly three quarters of people actually supported this bill. Mm. Um, there was then a, 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 a an upper house committee set up to examine the bill and to take um, uh, submissions and also to take um, uh, uh, evidence from from expert witnesses. Um, I was honoured to be one of those witnesses that, that gave evidence before that committee. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, we should have their report out sometime within the next couple of months, I think. All oh, right. Okay. Right. Um, and uh, what that report says will determine where the issue goes. What I can say is having read through nearly 100 submissions, okay, um, uh, on the bill, uh, what Mark Latham, Mark Latham was able to achieve what um, uh, the federal government couldn't achieve, which was to get broad support amongst all the major faith groups. Mm. So when, when you look at all the submissions of, on, on, on Latham's bill, the majority were, were, were supportive of the bill. Yes, they might have wanted some amendments here and there, um, uh, but, you know, the Catholics supported it, the Anglicans uh, were supportive, uh, the Imams Council was supportive, um, the Jews, the uh, uh, Mormons, even the Scientologists were supportive of it, right? Um, the the, the organisations that weren't supportive were those that we didn't expect to be supportive, um, uh, Equality Australia, 
those that are aligned with the LGBT lobby. And okay, we you expect, because uh, uh, as I said before, uh, you can't give someone grey. What? And, and, and I believe Lathan did a good job in at least protecting our rights to make statements of belief and, and, and those sorts of things. So uh, that's where that bill is uh, uh, at present. Um, also, I can tell you that um, uh, the degree of interfaith dialogue and interfaith cooperation is steadily growing. Mm. Uh, and so... Um, we, are, we are seeing now the heads of the major faith um, uh, organisations all talking to each other a lot more than they were before. Yeah. Um, there have been meetings. I've been involved in some of those meetings. And it's interesting when you, when you have, um, you know, Catholic, Protestant, Shia, Sunni, Jew, yeah. all around the same table and, and uh, uh, you know, realising what we can agree on. And, and sometimes we've come up with things that we weren't really on the same page with. So we agreed, all right, well, we won't, you know, we won't uh, campaign against you or we won't get in your way. So it's good to know. And, yeah. and, and so that's been very productive. A um, couple of uh, uh, issues your listeners may or may not be aware of is, um, uh, would be the, uh, that South Australia has now passed abortion uh, laws uh, that, um, you know, unfortunately, in my understanding, I'm happy to be correct if I'm wrong, because uh, this is not something I've been really all across because from New South Wales, but... My understanding is that under certain circumstances, abortion up to birth has been allowed. Okay. Um, probably the more problematic development um, uh, is the, the Victorian conversion therapy legislation. Hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you about this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's very problematic because, and, and it's something I have been, uh, um, uh, you know, I've, I've studied in, 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 in quite some depth and I've, uh, I uh, read a number of submissions from people who are a lot smarter than me uh, about this. Um, you know, perhaps uh, John Anderson, uh, uh, who's former Deputy Prime Minister, summed it up best. He said it, he said it was the biggest attack on our religious freedoms than he's ever... And uh, I think it was... I can't remember if, if he's quoted was... It was words to the effect of, okay, words to the effect of the biggest attack on our freedom of speech and religious freedom in living memory. Wow. Okay. Um, and uh, so... Why was it so bad? Um, well, it was so bad because uh, uh, in its definitions, it defined, um, uh, it basically said things like, no sexual orientation is a disorder, uh, a shortcoming or a state of brokenness. And it said that in like the objectives uh, of the act. Um, and there's a problem with that because many religious uh, text, uh, 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 many religions view homosexuality as a sin mm. and they define sin as to miss the mark that's actually where the word, what the word means in Greek amartia means to miss the mark right it's a shortcoming yeah. right so here you've got an act of parliament saying that it's not something but yet religious texts mm -hmm. say that it is yeah that's the conflict yeah there's a fundamental problem there. Now, you might say, oh, yeah, but what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that uh, the, the bill has two sections. There's the criminal code or the criminal part of it, which got a lot of attention in the media, where, you know, which was, you know, talked about jail terms and multi-hundred thousand dollar fines and things like that. But that was, that's not where the real action is going to be. Because the 
the uh, the civil code was the was was where I think the bigger problem is going to be. The civil code is where they've empowered the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission mm. to um, uh, you know be far more um, uh, uh, well that. It's more empowered now yeah. to come after people who uh, um, uh, talk about conversion therapy or talk about anything other than the official narrative, all right, uh, and they can be educated, quote-unquote. Uh, they can be called call before the tribunal. Um, there's a provision in there that says that if you publish... If it's out of choice of the individual. Well, this is what I was getting to. This is what I was, I was going to get to. The 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 uh, the law uh, the the act says that um, uh, a conversion practice, with or without the consent of the individual, is illegal. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, and you know, I've been part of uh, something that your listeners probably don't aren't aware of. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll grab it. This here is a um, it's a, 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 a basically a sort of a scientific study we've done myself and a few other people. Um, uh, have have surveyed seventy eight ex LGBT people, right? X. X. Yeah, seventy eight of them. We've taken their stories. We've also asked them uh, for their um, uh, uh, for them to measure or rate their uh, um, uh, themselves before and after uh, treatment. Okay, and that the the therapy could have been uh, religious counselling. It could have been uh, uh, professional counselling. Counselling, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the, we, we, we've rated, uh, uh, separated them according to um, demographics and you've got, you know, people, Australian background, Arabic, um, New Zealand, Asian, Latino, um, uh, all sorts of ages, all right? Um, and, you know, we've separated them according to their, their pre-change sexual orientation, so gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, and their post-change orientation, a number of them, Okay, ended up being heterosexual and celibate. And a number of them ended up being heterosexual in relationship. Basically, what our figures showed is that more than 50% of them were now exclusively heterosexual. 70% of them were living heterosexual lives, even if they had some same sex attraction. All right. Um, and uh, uh, um, the 30% who are still same sex attracted were no longer living in. Same-sex relationships, and they were, or they were, or they were living on their, you know, celibate on their own. So we we actually proved that change could occur. Right? Okay. The um, was it long-lasting? Well, twenty-one um, percent. The change they 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 had these changes thirty years ago, or longer. And you know, seven and and seventy-one uh, percent had the change ten years ago or longer. Okay, so more than seventy percent of them ha have had these changes lasting uh, more than more than uh, ten years. Mm. All right, um, you know. Uh, now, just just to talk about what effects the the, the therapy had, um, uh, we found that there was uh, significant reductions in anxiety, suicide, improvements in self image, improvements in their relationships, improvements in their physical health, and improve and, and reductions in their promiscuity. All right. Um, on average, the average change was a 40% reduction in suicide, a 50% reduction in anxiety, a 50% improvement in self-image, 30% improvement in relationships, 20% improvement in physical health, and a 45% reduction in promiscuity. So without that change, without, without that therapy, 
a number of these people would probably have killed themselves. And that's what those uh, state governments want to stop. That's right. So effectively, they want to take away the very therapy that we've shown, okay, uh, can um, actually uh, stop suicides. Right now, we've done our best to promote this far and wide. Um, it's not just me that's been involved. Um, Professor Whitehall, a professor of pediatrics, talks about things from a gender uh, a dysphoria perspective. We've mm -hmm. got input from a psychologist uh, who's actually treated people with this uh, for decades. Um, we've got also uh, input from a from a lawyer talking about the legal aspects of the you know uh, of, of these laws. Yeah. Interesting. The psychologist we had to get from America because we couldn't find anybody here that's willing to treat uh, and go public about the fact that they're willing to treat people who are struggling with same-sex attraction. Wow. But these are people that want help. Exactly. That's the point. They want help. None of these people, it's like I say, if you're gay and you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. No one's, no, <laughs> no one's going to try and make you change. But what about if you're not happy? What about if you? What if? What about if it's if if you're struggling with 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 these feelings, and and I, and 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 one of the big things I saw, the big problem I saw with this is that this is a this is an attack on your fundamental human right as as as, as a person. Okay, you know, so if you, you know, it's like okay, if you're an alcoholic, and you want help, you have the right to get you know help for these unwanted mental preoccupations around your alcoholism. Why should somebody not have the same right to get help regarding unwanted mental preoccupations around sexual orientation, right? Um, but yet uh, the Victorian government, in its infinite wisdom, okay, uh, has decreed now that uh, in Victoria you have no right to get help. Now, here's, it's even worse than that because there's a publishing offence. If you publish anything, right, um, there's like, a... Like what you have? Yes. Okay, I believe it's not retrospective, hmm. and 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 the law will come into effect. I think officially in twelve months' time, right? Wow. Um, but once it once it comes into effect, and and if we publish this after that law had had come into effect, I think the fine is somewhere of the of the order of ten thousand dollars. Okay, now that is that is notwithstanding whether the commission goes after you. You're right. And uh, uh, I found today, remember I said to you that the, the real action is going to be in the, um, uh, in, in the civil scheme? Yeah. All right. Well, after the, uh, the passage of the law, February 28, um, The Age published this the, the report where it said, Human Rights Watchdog to turn its attention to gay conversion therapy. Victoria's Human Rights Commission will work with faith leaders and the broader community to educate them about the harms of gay conversion practices and wow. only use the full range of strong new powers granted by the Andrews government if they prove unwilling to act to stamp out the process, the practice. Okay. Um, sorry? To educate them. Yes, that isn't, that, that's, that's the word, educate. Now, uh, in the legislation, um, in the legislation, it actually says uh, that um, uh, uh, part of the functions of the commission is to uh, um, fulfill the objectives of the act, right? So if one of the objectives or one of the objects says that no sexual orientation is broken or disordered or whatever, then the commission then has the ability to, uh, and if you say, let's say you differ with that, let's say you say, well, no, I believe that 
um, uh, the homosexual lifestyle has lots of problems or whatever, right? Mm. Or I disagree with it based on my uh, my uh, uh, um, religious beliefs. Mm. Well, technically, you're contravening the objects of that act. Now, one of the problems with the commission uh, is they can take a, a complaint from anybody, anonymous. Mm. You can be forced to appear before the commission. Well. You can have your notes and your, you know, stuff sort of uh, summonsed and, and, and I guess subpoenaed for want of a better word, even though they're not a court. Um, and then uh, um, you're really at the mercy of the, of, of, of those, uh, of, of the commission as to what they'll do. Um, they can either do nothing. They can, um, you know, work with you to educate you and to, uh, you know, uh, encourage you to commit to, uh, um, you know, promising not to do anything more right. or or they can actually refer on to people like APRA, for example, the, the, the uh, uh, Australian Health Practitioner Regulating Authority. Right. So if they refer on to APRA, uh, let's say, for example, I'm a, medic, you know, I'm a medical practitioner. If, if I said something and the commission, uh, you know, brought me and, and, and I, if, I, if, if the commission weren't happy with my responses, um, they could, I'm not saying they would, but they could refer me onto APRA to look at my, you know, ability to hold registration. Wow. Now, you may or may not be aware, but there's already a case of a doctor in Victoria who's had his registration suspended. That for, was his... for something you put on social media, yes? Yes, yes. For, yeah. for, for, for commenting on something to do with transgenderism and abortion and yeah. uh, homosexuality. Okay. He, and and so his his, his registration is he's still be registered. It's it's well, you know still still that was that was some time ago last year. That's right, that's right. It was actually I think August two thousand and nineteen when it first first happened. It's still so, yes, yes, and, and and so you know and and he's from Victoria, so it doesn't fill me with any great hope. No. Um, uh, also, the bill if you take somebody out of Victoria for a conversion practice. You're you're guilty. If you yes, if if the uh, if if you let's say you're doing the um, uh, you're you're giving counselling to somebody via Zoom, you're not in Victoria, but the effect of the 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 practice is felt in Victoria or largely in Victoria, then that that's illegal as well. Wow. And so there'll be there'll be people listen to this, and you know they'll think the whole conversion therapy is a bit, I don't know, backwards or um, you know, prehistoric thinking. That that's that's their opinion, and everyone's got a right to their opinion. But the the thing, the reality is, is that they might. I hope they realise that this has taken away religious rights. Well, well, that's true. Christianity, Islam, you know, whatever you want to, majority of religions. Um, as, as you quoted the scriptures, like they're, they're, they're taking away the ability of people who are part of these um, religious communities to go to their religious leaders and say, hey, I'm having yes. these feelings or whatnot. Um, uh, what is your, at least getting advice. Yes, and, and, and the, the bill, the explanatory notes, the bill actually talk about that, that, that uh, a religious leader having an informal conversation with somebody uh, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, suppress their, because it, because it's a change or suppression practice. Yeah, it's a attack on religion. So yeah, it is. So to suppress them is 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 uh, is bad as is 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 illegal as well. Now, here's here's the straw man. 
you know, con- conversion, right? Uh, I've actually challenged people and I'll challenge anyone. Give me evidence that people are getting shocked and being subjected to ice bars now in Australia in 2021 no, or in 2015. Right? Yeah. 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 It, it might have happened 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah, when when homosexuality was viewed as a disorder, and they did practice aversion therapy. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, one of the big go-to documents that uh, um, uh, the proponents of these bills have been is has been a report from La Trobe University called "Preventing Harm, Promoting Justice," okay, yeah. or "Promoting Justice, Preventing Harm." Uh, and that report, quote unquote, I've been very critical of it. They interviewed fifteen people, you know, 15. That, from fifteen, one five, all right not 50, one five. Um, and all they did was they got their stories. They didn't subject them to any background checks uh, in terms of, you know, they, well, they may have done background checks, but they didn't, all they did was they reported their stories. They accepted whatever they said as, as at face value. Yep. One report talked about, a, her, her, a woman talked about being kidnapped and taken and held against her will and having electrodes put against her genitalia and all that. That would be criminal. Yeah, of course. It okay, is. and 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 yet they never provide any evidence that that that, that police reports or any of that stuff, right? No. Okay, so and and so that's being held up as a scholarly report, uh, and uh, and that was one of the reasons why we wanted to do this study. So this is a much more scholarly report. We actually talk about in 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 the study the um, uh, the goals, the methods, the shortcomings, our strengths, our weaknesses. Um, Mm. uh and and we we have tried to so basically ask people on a 10 point scale what was your anxiety like you know when you first uh, before you had the therapy what's it like now what was your suicidality like then what's it like now um people have been able to uh, we also screen people so that because we, we knew this would be trolled so we had put we had people sort of vet them to see whether or not uh uh, the um, the stories were uh, uh, we thought they were legit, and we actually discounted some of them. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay, because because we weren't confident that they were uh, 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 accurate and uh, real people, right? Yeah. Um, so we've uh, uh, the, the this is a real straw man. This is this is uh, criminalizing something that's not actually happening. Yeah. And and in and in you know a, a backdoor way of directly attacking religion. Absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's now law in Victoria. Uh, unfortunately, the Liberal government, the, sorry, not the, the Liberal, um, uh, the, sorry, the Liberal opposition didn't oppose it at all. And uh, I think only nine, I, I may have the numbers wrong, but I think only nine members of the Upper House uh, um, uh, opposed the bill. Jeez. It was in the nine or 11. It was, it was a, a, a ridiculously small amount. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what I can say is that um, I won't I won't talk about sources, but I think uh, I've been uh, I'm 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 quite confident because I've actually uh, uh, you know your your listeners can be assured that I'm I'm quite confident that we're not going to have this kind of law in New South Wales this term of Parliament. Yeah. Now, what yeah what happens after the the next state election in 2023 we don't know because it depends on who gets elected. Yeah. Um, but uh, but given the the near death experience that uh, uh, you know Gladys had uh, uh, of the abortion bill, one would have to think that it would be very very foolish to try and bring a law like this in. Um, yeah. As I said, I, I I have made inquiries and um, I'm confident that we're not going to see it. Yeah. 
in, in New South Wales. The mm. problem is the laws are in the, the laws are now in Victoria. That's South Australia. South, no, South Australia is coming. Queensland, the ACT, and Victoria. Okay. All Labor. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Yes, interesting. <laughs> uh, we didn't cover one last thing that's happened here. Happening here. Um, uh, Mark Latham has has put forth a uh, a parental rights bill. Right. Okay. Uh, which which uh, um, it's it's also going to be the sub the, the subject of a uh, uh, of an inquiry, um, and it would basically uh, remove the teaching of gender theory in schools. Good. Um, uh, and it would also give parents the right to take their children out of certain classes. Um, schools would then would have to uh, 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 make uh, curricula more, far more accessible to parents than they already are. And parents would have the right to, to object and take their kids out in advance. If, and so that bill, uh, we need, you know, Mark Latham needs uh, um, all our support for that. Um, uh, the That's submission right now. Sorry? That's been proposed right now. Uh, it's been proposed. It's it's it. it there, there was a uh, a survey, a public survey out. Of, I think you know that closed twenty uh, eighth of February. Oh, uh, but what we but what we need to do now is 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 to lobby MPs to, to say uh, that we we want that uh, uh, you know those rights that are in that bill, um, uh, and uh, you know we need to show the, uh, the 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 politicians that that parents in New South Wales. See, one of the things I liked about the bill was was the bill said that parents have the final say over who is, um, over, over you know, what's, what values are taught to their children, particularly in relation to biology and sexuality. Yeah, because, because as we'll see, gender theory is not anything where there's any like hard science behind it. It's an ideology. And so what is it called, sorry? The... Uh, it's called the uh, Education Amendment, the Parental Rights Bill. Parental Rights, okay. Okay. We'll put a so link. That... We'll put a link under the video. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that way, yeah, people can take that to their local MP. Yes. You know, um, Joe Biden's signed an exec order, you know, pushing, you know, the whole transgender into transgender athletes into women's sport. Um, I've done a bit of reading about it. I mean, they're, they're pushing things like uh, blocking, uh, you know, puberty blocking, puberty blocking drugs. Mm -hmm. um, they're issuing that hormone therapy as well as um, giving kids access to mut mutilation surgery mm. and all before, you know, well before the age of adulthood. Yes. They're, yes. Like they're making that accessible. I mean, for me, that's shocking and obviously hugely concerning that they would actually uh, propose these things. I mean, I'll go on and on about what's going on in the US since, uh, you know, Joe Biden took over, which the whole left movement is really in, in full force. You know, you've got yes. people like Nancy Pelosi wanting them to no longer use uh, mother, daughter, brother, father mm -hmm. in, in Congress. Um, she, she broke her own law the day after, by the way. Yes, <laughs> of course. That was hilarious when they were trying to impeach Trump and she, she said, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, you know, the yes. day after she proposed. Yes. Hilarious as always for these guys. Yes. But I mean, I'd love to know your opinion, your thoughts on what's going on there. And the reason why I want to ask you this question is, uh, in my opinion, I feel like that's, already seeping through Australia and it's already whatever America do, the whole world follows. Yes, yes. Well, do you agree with that? Yeah, well, well look, uh, um, unfortunately, America is uh, seen as the uh, cultural leader of the West. And, um, uh, you know, um, 
it's like uh, I forget who said it. Uh, uh, someone said, you know, uh, tell me who uh, give me control of of, of a culture's songs, and uh, and and, and uh, you know that will give me control of of, of the culture. Yeah. Uh, worse that effect, right? Yeah. And so uh, the arts and the, the the arts and the media are always key drivers of cultural change, right? Um, you know, before there was same sex marriage, there was there were movies like Philadelphia and Brokeback Mountain and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, right? Uh, and so Hollywood now is exported everywhere. Yeah. And um, uh, Hollywood is, you know, is, is movie makers make movies based on ideology. They don't just make movies uh, for entertainment. They, you know. Uh, um, well, I mean, yeah. I remember when um, Caitlyn Jenner or... Um, what's his name? He's Bruce Jenner. Bruce Bruce Jenner yeah. was given the award of Woman of the Year. Like, yes, oh, goodness, yes. Well, well, this is you know perhaps probably the best thing I can do is is uh, is is maybe take you through where did all this come from? Please, okay, because uh, this is actually the end of a uh, um, uh, sort of a, um, a process that began decades ago, and. Uh, you know, it has its roots in a movement called postmodernism, right? And and postmodernism is uh, uh, where 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 uh, um, interestingly, um, predominantly male white European uh, intellectuals, right, started to say we need to be skeptical of everything, and we need to be radically skeptical of everything, and you know, even what is held to be truth. And uh, they were intensely relative about everything in that, in the, you know, there is no objective truth. There's my truth and your truth, right? And we need to, and, and so that was where sort of postmodernism had its beginnings. Then from there, it progressed into what's called critical theory, right? Uh, and then the end result of critical theory is this modern concept of social justice, right? Uh, and so let me just sort of um, uh, just, you know, show you what's a, a critical um, when you when you say that there's no such thing as um, absolute truth, right? Then everything is relative. Yeah. Okay. So that means that there is no such arguments like, um, well, there is male and female. That's an absolute statement, right? Um, you, you, when when you're saying that, uh, well, well, uh, 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 gender is um, biological. And that's an absolute statement. But if everything is relative, then, you know, and by, by relative, it means that depends on what you think about it, hmm. right? So can you see that the end result of that is, okay, well, if truth is relative, then, you know, uh, just because you think you're male, just, just because you think I'm a, I'm a male doesn't mean I need to think I'm a male. Yeah. You see? Um, and... Uh, you know, uh, uh, then basically this idea of critical theory, and I want to read a couple of quotes. It, it what, what they started to do uh, was um, uh, they redefined how we look at reality mm. because, you know, the idea came about that, well, things such as truth and evidence, they were only, that we only use them because they are the products of uh white predominantly heterosexual male intellectuals yeah. right okay europe the, the european idea but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that they're actually 
absolutely true. Yes. Right. Um, and so I'll read a couple of quotes from this book. It's a really good book. I'm, it's called it's called Critical Theories, but it's actually you can see the, the cynical theories, right? How universities made everything about race, gender, and identity, and why this harms everybody. It's a really scholarly analysis. They're not religious people that that, that write this, but it's a really good book. Um, that uh, uh, you know, and along the lines of um, Douglas Murray's book, the, the Madness of Crowds. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so in on, and I like the way they 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 analysed on. Yeah, they've got uh, um, this idea that uh, uh, they call he, they call it the postmodern knowledge principle: radical scepticism about whether objective knowledge or truth is obtainable, and a commitment to cultural constructivism. In other words, you construct the reality of your culture. Um, this denial of objective knowledge or truth and commitment to cultural constructivism and belief that whatever it is we call truth is nothing more than a construct of the culture calling it that has been largely retained with one important proviso. Under applied postmodern thought, identity and oppression based on identity are treated as known features of objective reality. That is the conception of society as comprised of systems of power and privilege that construct knowledge is assumed to be objectively true and intrinsically tied to social constructions of identity. So, instead of looking at things, whether uh, things are true or false, they're now looking at, th at things in terms of who is the victim and who is the oppressor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The oppressed and the oppressor. Yeah. So they, they assume that oppression exists everywhere. Yeah. And you've then got to find, okay, where is the oppression? All right. Uh, so for example, um, uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey hmm. is oppressed by definition, according to this theory, because she's female and she's black. black. Forget the fact that she's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Billions. Billions, whatever she is, whatever she's worth, right? But myself, I'm, I'm four points the oppressor, according to them, because I'm, I'm, I'm you know, European, I'm male, I'm heterosexual, and I'm a Christian. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, yeah. Um, and then their, their political principle is a belief that society is formed of systems of power and hierarchies, which decide what can be known and how. So that's where this came from. Now, let's look at uh, the, 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 the principles that they, there are four principles they use and you'll see. The first principle was, um, was the blurring of boundaries, hmm. okay? Uh, so what they tried to do was they blur the boundary between, you know, instead of having things that are black or white, you have spectra. Yeah. There's no such thing as male or female. You've got male, female, and in between, right? Blurring of boundaries. The other, the, 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 the second thing you'll see is this idea of the power of language. Right. Okay. They, words, in, um, uh, that it, words drive everything. You know, and and uh, uh, they they analyze what you say to the nth degree yeah. uh, to, to to make sure that uh, uh, there's you know you're looking for trigger warnings and there needs to be safe spaces and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, just the, the power of that. You, you'll you'll notice that, um, and and it's uh, uh, you know 1984 was all about that. Mm. You know, Orwell yeah. talked about you know. When you get control of the words of a culture, yeah. you control everything else. Right. I mean, that was the whole reason why 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 Jordan Peterson got in trouble. Yeah. You know, because he refused to use the um, pronouns. You know, the pronouns. That's right. You know, um, 
uh, and then the the the, the, the third one was cultural relativism. And the, other, the last one was the loss of the individual and the universal. So in other words, we don't look at things in terms of um, uh, uh, people are, that, that the, there's a universal truth and the people are individuals. We reduce people to being part of an identity or a minority. Okay. Okay. So I'm not an individual. People, that, they don't look at me as an individual. They look at me as, okay, well, I'm part of the white identity. I'm part of the male identity. I'm part of the Christian. You follow? Yeah. Okay. So when you apply all of those, all right, um, this idea of social justice came about. Um, and here's another quote. It says, if knowledge is a construct of power, which functions through ways of talking about things, knowledge can be changed and power structures toppled by changing the way we talk about things. All right. That's Thus, good. applied postmodernism focuses on controlling discourses, especially about problematizing language and imagery it deems theoretically harmful. This means it looks for, looks for and then highlights ways in which the oppressive problems they assume exist in society manifest themselves. And then they look to, okay, well, there must be oppression. We've just got to find it. And then we look at changing it. All right. Um, and, you know, from 2010, um, uh, basically, we've seen this emergence of um, research justice. And, uh, you know, um, it says here that uh, this alarming proposal demands that scholars preferentially cite women and minorities and minimize citations of white Western men because empirical research that values knowledge production rooted in evidence and reasoned argument is an unfairly privileged cultural cons construct of white Westerners. So in other words, you know, you don't um, uh, uh, select a piece of evidence because of whether it's true or false. Yeah. You select your evidence based on whether the person is black or white, or where you know, and 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 if and if they come, if if the 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 argument comes from a white, wealthy, male, um, heterosexual, he, that's inherently privileged, hmm. and someone who's not that is inherently uh, a victim, and therefore they need to be protected, right? Like and so. Sorry, it's uh, like what's going on right now with uh, Piers Morgan and Meghan yes, Markle. Yes, yes, that's that's a classic example right there. Hundred percent, and 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 this has been going on for this began decades ago, right? Um, no, it was in the early two thousands that the scholars started to come out with these these um, uh, ideas of critical theory. Mm. And then 2010, when the idea of research justice and, um, um, and, you know, and, and from there came political correctness. Yeah. And now 10 years later, things have gone absolutely nuts, right? Um, it's been like this slowly feeding into society over decades. Yeah. And, and people don't oh, realise it. That's a, sorry. People yeah. don't realise what's going on. Yes, and, and, and so just, just one, one, one or two more quotes because I think um, frequently all these approaches are, co are combined to produce what is usually known as social justice scholarship, quote-unquote. Though apparently diverse, these approaches to other knowledges, in other words, the idea that because you come from a minority group, you, you, that, that knowledge I must take into, into account, or, I, or it's equally valuable to whether, whether 2 plus 2 equals 4, for example, um, <laughs> Uh, they're all premised on the idea that people with different marginalized identities have different knowledges stemming from their shared, embodied, and lived experiences as members of those identity groups, especially of systemic oppression. 
Yeah. And then listen to this. Um, teaching is now supposed to be a political act and only one type of politics is acceptable, identity politics as defined by social justice and theory. Wow. Now, now, with that background, I want to take you to, okay, let's look at transgenders, people who struggle with gender dysphoria. Hmm. All right. Can you see that now because of that background? Well, that's a real thing. That's gender is relative because we've because of the influence of these scholars, right? Okay, well, if, if gender is relative and it can be relative, and, and this person identifies as a female and he's a male because he's got testicles, all right, um, that, that person needs to be protected, right? And they're a minority because transgenders are in the minority. So the, if, if you've got people who assume that there's, who look at everything in terms of victim and oppressor, and they're on the lookout for where's the minority in this, and I've got to protect the minority, mm. right? Can you see that um, then almost by tr the, the, the transgenders are uh, perfect for it? They're, they're a yeah. And so you're only going to see this, um, uh, you know, you, and, 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 and it seems to be really prevalent, prevalent amongst the, uh, the left and the socialists, right? Uh, and so basically there's only one outcome you must have official validation and recognition hmm. because by because you've once you accept the definition of um you know critical theory and social justice then to do otherwise is social injustice correct you see yeah and and, and so um uh what what i might do uh down the track is i'll probably end up doing a a, a short video on this with with powerpoints and things because um I realized that this is something that's not very well understood by a lot of people. I didn't understand it, you know, and, 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 it, and it's the heart of this is now applied to race. It's called critical race theory. Yeah. You know, and, and that's at the heart of, and a lot of people who, who marched in the whole Black Lives Matter thing, uh, don't realize what's at the heart of this. Mm. You know, it's actually racist because it assumes that I'm a racist because I'm white and I'm male. So, it, it's 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 prejudging me according to my race, which is racism, correct? Yeah. You see, so, um, but here's the problem: um, irrespective of what Biden does and what what his orders are, um, ab objective reality has a way of reminding us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me give you an example: the law of gravity. You can think that that's relative, right? And you can think that the law of gravity doesn't apply to you. Mm. Um, and you can test it if you want by jumping off a building. Yeah. If you survive, you will realize that, the law of, that there is an objective thing that is true, such as the law of gravity, yeah. right? And uh, I think that it's going to bring us all back to earth with a thud. Really? Okay. Uh, because... Here's the problem with, 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 with transgenders playing men's sport, women's sports. You know, I was reading some of the, the, the things that, that uh, with, uh, uh, you know, um, talking about Biden's uh, um, executive orders, and it talks about standards that different associations have, like the NCAA has a standard that women, um, uh, that trans, transgender women have to have testosterone levels below a certain thing for a year before they can play. Yeah. That's not going to make any difference to... A 30-year-old guy who's already gone through puberty as a guy mm. who drops his testosterone level for a year 
it's not going to affect his male ten, uh, tendons and his male bones. Yeah. His muscles, even with lower testosterone, are still going to be way stronger than a woman. Yeah. Okay. It's a fact. It's a, it's a biological fact, right? Mm. Um, it's, a different, it's different if you block puberty, right? And then, you know, uh, you then transition after you've blocked puberty. That's a completely different uh, uh, biological phenomenon. Um, but you've got a 30-year-old man who's gone through puberty mm. who might be six foot two, wants to become a woman. Mm. He's not going to become five foot five. Yeah. right yeah he's you know and uh it's funny I, I saw a funny video by a guy who um who who, who uh you, you might have seen it he, he's he's a five foot nine white guy that goes around and saying what if i told you identified as a woman you know would you believe me that and and it's on a college student and i said okay well that's how you feel what if i told you i was a black woman you know oh okay if that's how you feel then he goes what if i told you that i was a six foot five asian woman um, you're not six foot five, dude. But but that's how I feel. That's how I identify. You know, <laughs> he's taking it to the. So it, it it's it's tongue in cheek, okay. But but the but the, the bottom line is sorry. But it proves a point. Proves a point. Yeah, the bottom line is 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 men in in uh, 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 women's sports, biological men who've been biological men post puberty, okay, are not going to become biological women simply because they take hormones. And their testosterone comes down. That's right. And 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 all it's going to take is um, lawsuits that are, you know, just like the Kira. You've you've you, you've probably heard of the Kira Bell um, lawsuit from um, uh, uh, England. Yes. Okay. Well, all it's going to take is is someone is seriously injured, hmm. uh, and and, uh, and 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 they'll they'll take the federal government to court. Right. And sooner or later. Um, uh, we will come crashing down with it. My, my concern is how many people are going to get injured along the way. Mm. You know, so um, interestingly, interestingly, um, by the time those uh, those things happen, uh, is it likely that Joe Biden will still be president? No. Because no, no. he's, what, 80? Yeah, well, he's, he's behaving a lot older than 80. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, is is even if he even if he did run again, he can only be president for eight years. Hmm. You know, we might be talking ten or twenty years down the track when the full effect of this, because because the the, the full effect, long. sorry, you think it'll be that long? When it might be when we see the full effect, it might be shorter. But yeah. what if it's longer? Right? It's not going to affect Biden personally. Hmm. You see, and and so um, you know, uh, it's easy for them to make these executive orders. You know, and and uh, you know, um, uh, so I, I this is this is ideologically driven. This is not driven by science. Even thing, even you know, puberty blockers. Yeah. Um, in in the study that we've done, there's a there's a really good section on uh, transgender um, and gender dysphoria by by Professor Whitehall. And there's no, I mean, this is all new science. This is all new. We there's no long term studies that look that have looked at the long term effects of these. And by long term, I'm talking twenty years. Yeah. You see, so you know, we we just we just don't know, and, and so it's all experimental. Hmm. Um, and and uh, uh, you know, I, I I don't think it's right that that we should be subjecting our kids to the, to these experiments, and that's one of the reasons why hundreds of doctors, um, 
you know, uh, signed a letter to Greg Hunt for an inquiry into the gender clinics. Good. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to go ahead. All right. I really appreciate you giving us the background on where this all came, came from. Mm. I want to know what you think in terms of what the objective of all this is. Is, it, is the idea, I mean, it's been, it's been a plan, obviously, for decades and many years um, by certain people. Is the idea to eventually take away people's, obviously, freedom of speech, fundamental rights? Is that, where, is that the objective? Because a lot of people go, why would the governments do this? Why are they doing this? Why are they you know, doing all these things and making the world a little bit crazy? Well, look, this is my belief, okay? Um, uh, hang on, I'll get something uh, that your listeners can find uh, uh, very interesting. It's called Agenda. Masters of? Deceit. Deceit. Agenda and Agenda 2, right? And so if anyone wants to, to, to uh, um, uh, watch something that's really eye-opening, I, I highly recommend those videos. Okay. Um, my view, okay, it's my view, um, is that because uh, um, socialism mm. and the Democrats are socialists, yes, right? socialism works on the premise that uh, basically everybody has to work for the government and be dependent on the government. Godless society. Well, that's right. It's got to be, but well, you've got to be dependent on the government, right? Okay. Uh, so socialism would want everybody to be getting paid from the government and then directing all their assets to the government. The government, yes. Uh, and that really is just a dictatorship in another name. Mm -hmm. Instead of having, you know, I mean, we've always had uh, dictatorships all through history or oligarchies where a few families ruled everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, in, even today, you know, you've got the Clintons and the Kennedys and the Bushes and, you know, you've got, you know, the yeah. few families that pull all the strings, right? Um, this was that was out in the open that there were dictators. Yes, yes, and and so now, so now um, uh, uh, the the Democrats would want um, uh, once you get a, a certain amount of people on a public benefit, then the government can do what they like. Correct. Because because the the government then because why you're not going to vote against them because your your livelihood is dependent on them. Correct. Now. There are two institutions that I believe, and, and this is, again, my belief, okay, um, uh, uh, two institutions uh, that um, uh, anyone uh, has to overcome if, if you're going to get control of a society. The first institution is the family. Hmm. Because if you can control the education and raising of children and take away, take parents out of the, out of the picture, then you have good little worker bees, right? Yes. Number one. The second uh, um, uh, institution they've got to overcome uh, is the church because the church ultimately will bow to the law of God rather than the law of man. Yes. So is it any coincidence that the two institutions that are most under attack are the family and the church? So that's, so does that make sense? Very well said, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so I believe that's where this is all headed uh, and you're only going to see uh, more and more attacks. And can I say this is happening because a, a, a small group of people have become politically active and the majority of people are naive, yeah. are inactive. And if the majority actually got their act together and got involved in the political process, this wouldn't be happening. And you, you said that last time. It's a, it's a small group of people with loud voices. That's right. 
the majority generally stay silent. That's right. Are you, are you, probably, you probably remember I used the analogy of the game last time? Yeah. Well, the majority, if the, if the majority sit on the sidelines and they let, they let the minority play the game, the majority can't, they can't complain about the outcomes. Correct. Yeah. And another point that you raised last time we spoke was the fact that, you know, people forget the power that they have. They don't get involved in the politics. They don't know their local members. They don't know the policies even that they're voting for. Um, and that's where people really need to just uh, start to actually show like they really care. Absolutely. And... and you know, I had a uh, 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 last week. I had a, a, an hour meeting with my local member. Hmm. You know, he takes my calls. He knows who I am. Uh, uh, I sat down with him. Uh, I was very uh, um, uh, uh, upfront. He told me what was happening, what what he what what, what he was going to support, what he wasn't going to support. It was in line with our values. And I was there with another friend of mine, and I said to him. Um, uh, that I want to see you stay here. Uh, uh, and so whatever I can do to help you in the next election, let me know. Do you think he's, do you think he's going to um, uh, uh, give me a call come election time? Of cool. course he will. Okay. Uh, and, and I'll be telling everybody in the electorate to support him. Yes. Now, everybody can do that, you know, if they really care about the future of the country. Hmm. Rather than sit back and complain about what you're seeing on the news. That's right. Get out you know, I, 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 don't, I don't have any sympathy for people who complain if they're not willing to do anything. Me either. So. Really, uh, All right. All right, sir. Well, on that note, uh, we shall leave it there. It's absolute pleasure. We thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, you know, bringing light to a lot of the subjects that I think people are just scratching their heads about uh, today. Awesome. All right. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you.